Let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to the afternoon session. So that's my story. And I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness. But if you do, I would say, as you've heard every week, that's my story. That's how I share it. And that's the story that brought me to you today. So welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, Episode 9. Today's hug, Emotional Situations, Where Do I Even Begin, Part 2. I am Dr. Tammy West, here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. So during part one, I told a story that I share around the world in a session called Plays Well with Others. I'll give you a quick recap, and then you can hear the full story back on episode eight if you missed it. So I was doing seminar work for a company that took me around the world, and sometimes I would speak with a trainer that I had never met before. And so that's what happened this particular week. And this trainer and I did not hit it off at all in the beginning. So we were together Sunday evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday came and we were training together. And then we both explained our upcoming breakout sessions. I talked about mine. She talked about hers. It was at a big women's conference, maybe 100, 120 women. And then we went to our respective rooms. They took a break. They could go to whichever class they wanted. I was getting ready to start and the other trainer walked in my room with a chair in her hand and she said, well, no one came to my session, so I'll just join you. Totally fine, but she really should have just watched. So my class is managing emotions and there used to be a point when I used to teach this for the seminar company, I would say to the room, just like this, I would say, I need someone to engage me in a difficult conversation. Who will do it? No one ever wants to because what I'm really saying is, hey, be mean to me. But her hand went straight up. So I called on her. I had my hair up that day. And in front of 120, let's say, women, she says, yeah, God, what is up with your hair? Now, it may not seem like a big deal, but remember, I did suffer with self-esteem issues. Plus, it's front of 120 women. They knew it wasn't planned because, as you can imagine, my face got red. But I had been studying that book, Power Phrases, that I told you about last time. And so I paused. I found a phrase and said, well, what would make you ask me something like that? And then she said, well, I don't know. Turn around. I think everything about you looks unprofessional. So I paused again and I found another phrase in my brain and said, well, I do want to hear what you have to say, but not the pot shots. So that was the situation. And what we did in session one is we went through a five-step method of analyzing a situation, you know, emotionally charged things that tick you off. And we came up with of many things. We, we decided to settle on the situation being, okay, meaning we had to give it a name. She criticized me sometimes publicly. Okay, and then one of the other steps was coming up with your list of solutions, things you could try. One of them being have a conversation. That's the point of today. Today we're going to talk about having that conversation because oftentimes in emotional situations, there's going to be a conversation. Okay, now FYI, before we get started, I am going through right now the emotional or getting ready to the emotional conversation wizard, which is on the website for download. So if you want to get it before you, you know, you can hit pause, feel free. Um, you can get it later, just whatever works for you. So let me give you a little bit of background on this conversation wizard. I think I've told you before, I'm a big old language geek. That's what I study. I believe language is 
powerful, I believe, language is action. Meaning when you're talking to somebody or people, something happens there, right? There's an action there. Maybe it's that you asked for something, promised something, negotiated something, whatever it was, there was an action that happened there. Language also tells other people who you are, especially during an emotional conversation. You know, how do you handle yourself during those conversations? Can I, pre- can I prepare ahead of time for an emotional conversation? Of course you can. Now, sometimes you'll be caught off guard in an unexpected, difficult conversation, but that's, that's power phrases that we talked about before. Arm your mind with language to use when you are having an emotional situation in your life. But for those times when you can't plan ahead, I created a tool called PRESS. P-R-E-S-S. Why did I call it PRESS? Well, for some strange reason, I have no idea why, years ago I came upon the definition of the word PRESS. And the definition that I saw out of many was to try hard to persuade. And I just felt drawn to it and I turned it into this tool of persuasion. Now, by persuasion, I don't mean manipulation. I'm not saying that you're trying to manipulate people every time you talk. But if you're upset, there's probably something, there's some need that's not being met. And you want to present your argument, if you want to call it, present your case in a calm, confident way. So how does it work? Well, each letter stands for a different component. And by the way, the template is on page five of the Emotional Wizard off the website. So copy it, use it over and over. I used to write out, every time I was going to have a difficult conversation, I would write it out. I still do if it's a really risky, very emotionally charged conversation. Sometimes I'm just able to to think it through. So let's use a generic scenario for practice, and then I'll tell you what I said to my dear trainer friend. So let's use a work scenario, but this scenario can easily be changed and tweaked in your mind to be any scenario with family members or friends. And if it doesn't apply at all, Keep one in mind of yours while we're going through the steps. So I'm going to use a a, a made-up name, Marge. So Marge has worked with you for about six months now. She's nice, always happy, positive, and calm, which you love. But she doesn't pull her weight. She does the bare minimum, only completes exactly what she's asked to do on a task, never goes above and beyond. She leaves tasks unfinished and doesn't care that the team is working extra hard because of her lack of motivation. You find yourself starting to resent her, and it's showing in your interactions. Hmm. There's a lot going on here, so let's go into the the steps of the wizard. The first letter for the press is the letter P, which stands for prepare. Now, this element is the only letter that doesn't involve a conversation. It comes before the conversation. This is where you do the situation solving that we talked about in the last episode. It might take you 10 minutes to go through it. It might take you 10 weeks. It really depends on the nature of the issue and the risks involved in in having a conversation and the, the nature of the relationship. This is the step that requires situation solving, thought processing, fact gathering, and honestly, Many times we skip this when we're preparing to have an emotional conversation because we're convinced that we're right and we know what we need to say and we go in full steam ahead without planning for it. So planning for it is important. So the P issue is preparing. During this time, 
you have to decide which of the issues you'll discuss with Marge because we had several on there, right? We had, let me go back to it. We basically said that she does the bare minimum. She only does what she's asked. She never goes above and beyond. She leaves some things unfinished. She doesn't care. She's not motivated. Mm, That's a lot. And you don't want to go in there, and I used this phrase last time, and verbally vomit on Marge with everything she's ever done to tick you off. So select one. What is the most important to you? Um, Will it be that she does the bare minimum, that she leaves things unfinished, that she doesn't care about the team? Now let me say a word about that one. Be careful. If you tell someone they don't care or they're not respectful, then you're basically telling that person that you know their thoughts and you know their feelings, which you do not. Doing this does not set you up for success. And it doesn't set Marge up for success either. So I recommend selecting a fact-based issue. Now that's not a hard and fast rule. I'm not saying you can't ever have a conversation about someone not caring. But the conversation is going to go better if you can choose something that's fact-based. All right, so you're going to prepare. You're going to decide what you're going to talk about. You're going to ask Marge if she has some time to chat. Maybe it's later today, maybe it's tomorrow. Make it on her terms. Now let's go on to what you're actually going to say. The letter R stands for relay the facts. So let's say that we decide, okay, we're going to talk to her about leaving tasks unfinished. That's, let's say that's the biggest deal to you. And that's pretty factual, right? You're gonna need to be specific. So let me give you a few sample sentences that might work. March, last week when I got your portion of the Smith Project, I had to finish your sections B and C. Or, Marge, yesterday I got called into a meeting to explain why the report I turned in had a missing section that was from your part of the project. Or, Marge, three times this month I've completed the missing parts of your work that weren't finished. Now, you may have noticed, and if you've taken communications classes at all before, hopefully you knew this, the use of the word I. I basically started everything with I. I've noticed, I've completed, um, I got your portion, all of that, rather than you statements. Marge is going to feel less threatened and therefore less likely to stop you in your tracks if you use more I's when it comes to setting that up. And, and really, the, the point is to try to get her to stay with you. Um, to feel less threatened and not want to just say, what? You know, and just break it off. All right, let's go to the second. The second sentence is explain why it's a problem. This might really sound unnecessary. I mean, like she should know why it's a problem, right? Trust me, she probably doesn't. There are so many reasons why this behavior can be a problem. So be truthful, but select a reason that you think might speak to Marge the most. So here are a few possibilities. I'm concerned because the rest of the team is overloaded with work. Or this bothers me because it makes me feel like you don't care. Or I'm worried about this because of how it looks for you. Or this frustrates me because I'm picking up the slack. I hope you heard how different those things were or those statements because what I'm encouraging you to do is to use different like feeling words, depending on the personality style of the person you're talking to. So for example, it's a, if it's a very relational person, then you might say, this makes me feel. If you're speaking with a very blunt, like factual person, then you might say something like, I'm concerned about. 
See the difference there? Okay, so we've done the R, related facts, the E, explain why it's a problem. Now let's go to the first S, say something positive. Think about a difficult conversation somebody's had with you where they've sat down to tell you something. It usually really doesn't feel very good, especially if the entire thing, if the entire thing is negative and accusatory. You gotta say something nice. You gotta say something positive, but don't lie and try to be specific and try to make it relate to the topic that you're talking about instead of some weird outside things like you always wear nice clothes. You know what I mean? Here's a few. You always accept assignments with a smile and that means a lot. Or you're always calm about our projects even when the world seems to be collapsing. Or your positive interactions with the team really do uplift us all and that's a great help. So say something positive. And the last S or the second S, say what you need. This can be tricky because oftentimes people will say things like, so I need you to be more respectful or I need you to pull your weight. Those statements are way too vague. I mean, respectful to one person is not respectful to another. She probably thinks she's being respectful or if she does the bare minimum, like you've asked her to pull her weight, if she does the bare minimum, she might think she is pulling her weight. So make your requests concrete, factual. Try something like, I need you to complete your part of the project and turn it in on time. Or if there's a part of the project you can't do, please let me know ahead of time. Or if you're going to be late with, the, with your part, please give me a heads up. Hope that makes sense. Um, one quick note, and then we'll tie all this together. It's very tempting to put the word but in between your positive statement and your request. It would sound something like this. You always accept assignments with a smile and that means a lot. But if there's a part of the project you can't do, please let me know ahead of time. Again, if you've taken any communication classes, you've probably heard that everything after the but just doesn't mean anything. The but discounts everything you said before and nobody needs a bigger but, right? All right, so finally, before we all say all the sentences together, just end the conversation with some sort of a clarifying question like, does this make sense? Or can you do this? Or what are your thoughts? And let me say one more thing too. You preparing for this conversation during the prepare phase, it might also mean that you practice with someone and you let them go back and forth with you. Like you let them come back with some sort of a, a conflict type statement. And then you can think about power phrases and what you might say. I, I don't want it to sound clinical. Okay, you got to make it your own language. Don't come across like a robot. And you're not going to hold your fingers up and say, okay, R, E, you can't see me, but I'm holding up my fingers. Uh, but you want to make it as conversational as possible. And you want to make it sound like you. So here's one possible combination from start to finish. Marge, Last week, when I got your portion of the Smith Project, I had to finish your sections B and C, and I'm concerned because of the rest of the team is really overloaded with work. And your positive interactions with the team really do uplift us all, and that is such a great help. I need you to complete your part of the project and turn it in on time. What are your thoughts about that? See how it sounds? So it, it flows together, and... Once you do this over time, you're going to tweak it and you're going to change it. But if you've never scripted out conversations, this is the place I want you to start. 
So let's move from Marge and let's go on down now to my situation. So my situation evolved like during that session when she said those things about me in front of the women. It wasn't just that I was embarrassed, which I was. It wasn't just that I was mad, which I was. It was also about the women in the room. I don't know if you work or if you take care of your family full time or whatever you do, but most of us, I believe, are put on this planet to serve other people. And I don't mean as a doormat. I just mean that there are people that we are put here to help, to serve. In that setting, the other trainer and I were put, we were put there to serve those women and we were not serving those women. And so it deserved a conversation. All, not every single thing that happened between us deserved a convert, like a full-on scripted conversation, but this did. So what I did, you know, I used the power phrases during the session. And then at the end of the day, when we were together, I want to go ahead and tell you, let me do each statement and then I'll put them together. So the P, the prepare, for me, it was sort of during the day and before we got together for our drive that evening. So first, the letter R. Relay the facts. When I heard you say I looked unprofessional in front of the group, that's a fact, right? She she's probably not going she's probably not going to stop me because she did say those words. The letter E. Explain why it's a problem. Now remember, it was a problem for many reasons. I was embarrassed. I was angry. All those things, but I didn't think that that would necessarily speak to her. So here's what I chose. I was concerned because they may have seen us as having conflict which affects our evaluations and our sales. See, I thought that would speak to her as a trainer who was there to to earn a living, other than help, also earn a a living. The letter S, say something positive. Remember, I, I told you to try to make it relate. So I said, and don't lie, you're great at using power phrases and maybe you were trying to show them. Wasn't lying. And finally, say what you need. When I'm the instructor in the class, I'd love for you to just be a spectator and let the women do the interacting. Can you do that? Now let me put it all together. Um, Let's call her Samantha. That's what I usually do when I do it live. Samantha, when I heard you say that I looked unprofessional in front of the group, I was concerned because they may have seen us as having conflict, which affects our evaluations and it affects our sales. You're great at power phrases, and maybe you were trying to show them. When I'm the instructor, I'd really love for you to be just a spectator and let the women do the responding and interacting. Can you do that? Make sense? So what happened? I promised you on part one that I would finish up the whole story on part two. Well, she now here's the thing. I think sometimes when we have tough conversations, we think that people are going to go one of two things. Oh my gosh, you are so right. You are the best person. I'm so wrong. That doesn't usually happen. Or we think they're going to go off the deep end and and just yell. Usually it's somewhere in the middle, which is what happened with her. So what she said was, well, I was just kidding. I told you I was kidding. So that was, I said, well, that might be. And please just do that for me next time. But I also did a few other things. So if you go back to the last, the situation solving, we had a few other things on the list. I'm not sure if I said them in that session, but some of the other things on the list were ask her input for the books, because I told you she didn't like the books that I trained from, and also allow her to navigate because I got all snarky about the GPS. 
So basically I did the three things. I had a conversation, I asked for her input on the books, and I allowed her to be the navigator. What happened? Well, next time it was professional. We worked okay professionally. Listen, we were never going to be best friends. We were different. It was never going to happen. And if that was my goal, when I did like the, the, the situation solving and thinking things through, if my goal was, oh, she needs to change and be better so we can be friends, that probably wasn't going to happen. That's why it's so important to evaluate what you did based on the situation that you listed. My situation was she's criticizing me sometimes publicly. That went down. That was working. We worked together many times. We don't send each other's, we, we don't work together anymore, but we never sent cards. We never called outside of work. But our, my goal was for us to work together professionally without being criticized constantly and in front of other people. Make sense? So that's it. Emotional situations. First, you got to process them, do some situation solving. And next, you got to have the talk which means prepare, relay the facts, explain why it's a problem, say something positive, and say what you need. And then you practice a bit, you take a deep breath, and you press in. And that's our time for today. I hope you learned something and you'll pass the show link on to a friend or two. You can find the show notes and get information if you'd like for me to speak at your next event at TammyWest.com. And the monthly $50 Amazon card giveaway will come from leaving a comment on the blog. Just FYI, I'm probably going to change the giveaway in April and I will let you know when that happens. And finally, remembering our mental and emotional well-being long-term goal, I really hope that you will renew your thoughts daily, adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to you and to others, and make positive mental and emotional choices on a daily basis. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.